Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, and welcome to Stars in Your Ears. Coming to... Do you mind? Excuse me. We're not going to get in any faster by shoving. Some people... Michael, the intro. Sorry. Coming to you live from a regional shopping centre. Be more specific. Well, we're standing outside Shoe Zone on the first floor. Be less specific. We're in the queue to see Father Christmas. Why are you so grumpy, then? I'm not grumpy because grumpy boys don't get presents. But if I was, it's because it's 6.42pm and they close at 7 and I will not miss seeing Santa for the second year on the trot. What happened last year? Oh, don't you remember? I don't remember. I'm not sure how you don't remember, Jess, considering it was your fault I missed him. Well, that doesn't sound very believable. How did I make you miss seeing Santa? You locked me in the car while you did all your shopping. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I got distracted at the champagne bar for a while. (laughs) I didn't think there was a champagne bar here. I say champagne bar. I took a bottle of Lambrini into an H&M changing room and then refused to leave. (laughs) They called the police. And the fire brigade. And you weren't arrested. It was a Christmas miracle. Not for me. I was in the car for six hours. Michael, come on. I left the window open. Firstly, I'm not a dog. Apologies. Secondly, I know you did. It was hailing and I nearly caught pneumonia. But you didn't, did you? No. Christmas miracle! Hmm. Q's moving, Michael. Budge up. Oh, what shop are we outside now? A Christmas store. I love it. It's a miracle. I'm going to nick this hat. Michael, do the intro and distract security. You're unbelievable. Oh, thanks. Ladies and gentlemen, will you please join me in welcoming the woman of a thousand voices. Singer, comedian, impressionist, star of spitting image and incredibly festive... Rob, Rob, ring my bell end. It's Jess Robinson. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Stars in Your Ears. Stars in Your Ears. Cue, Michael. Thanks, Rob. Oh, actually, save my place. I might just nip into here to get a present for my mum. Did he say for his mum? Yeah. And he's just walked into... Anne Summers? Yeah. Fair enough. (gasps) What's this? Michael not judging somebody? Well, it's a Christmas miracle! Stop saying Christmas miracle. Not everything is a Christmas miracle. Okay, fine, fine. Especially because I was judging him, but inside my head, because I don't want Santa to know I've been naughty and... Oh, God. Now I've said it out loud. Quick, do a good thing. Here, sir, take this money! Michael, don't throw coins at people. That hit him in the eye. Oh, God. How much did you give him? 50p. That's the worst coin to throw. Those are big, sharp edges. Do you think Santa saw? Actual Santa or shopping centre Santa? What do you mean? 
the Santa we're queuing to see or the omniscient being Santa? Uh, there's only one Santa, Jess, and he's in that hut made of polystyrene by W.H. Smith. OK. Hey! Oh. Oi! Ouch! Oh, all right. It's fine. Okay. Hey, hey, I'm not pushing in. I just had to buy my mum some suspenders. Gosh, some people, right? Right. Yeah, I know. What have I missed? Oh, we're nearly at the front. You must be happy, Michael. So happy you nearly blinded a man. Yeah, I get like that sometimes. Look, mate, we're next. Yes, we're next. We're going to make it. Yes, 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 yes! I mean, no, 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 no. What if I've not been good? Oh, Michael, you're always good. I just nearly blinded a man. But you didn't. You could say, it's a Christmas. Don't say it. Miracle! Right, that's it. Shut up, Jess. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Who's been a good boy this year? Shut up. Excuse me? I mean, uh, I love you. You love me? Yes. No. What do I say? Well, you could say, thanks for being on Stars in Your Ears. I'm your guest today, aren't I, Jess? You sure are. You knew about this. Yep. It was a surprise. For you. Come on, then. Sit on my lap. Everyone, climb aboard. Oh, guys. It's... It's a Christmas miracle. Well, kind of. You know that's not the real Santa, don't you? Sorry, what now? Take his hat off. And his beard. And replace those glasses. Oh. My. Goodness. It's Adam Buxton. Ho, ho, ho.
us, Adam. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> Thanks. That was like a preview of my death. <laughs> and the public outpouring of um, gratitude and yeah. joy that there will be after I die. Have you ever uh, sung in a choir yourself, in, a, in a, a choir at school? Were you in a kid's choir? Did you do much of that? I didn't do much of it. I was in the choir. I did think that was my first taste of thinking, ooh, I want to be in up there because that was like the stage. We had to go to church. I was at a boarding school when I was yeah. little. I got sent to boarding school when I was nine. And they had a little chapel and every Sunday we'd have to go to chapel and sit there and get bored. Um, but I thought the most exciting aspect of it was the choir, because they were up on the stage and they got to wear costumes as well. Oh, The like cassocks? Did you get, or, or actual costumes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't like, they weren't dressed as sort of um, The sheep Fett. and baby Jesus. Yeah. But they wore cassocks and I just, that was enough. I just thought, oh, I want to dress up like that and be on the stage. So I wangled my way into the choir, but I don't, I wasn't, spectacular and I didn't last very long. That surprises me. I would have thought you'd be head chorister. No, because I'm lazy. I'm like a silly, feckless boy. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't, I was interested in the wrong stuff. Also, I didn't care about the music. If they had been singing, you know, uh, chart hits 1980, then that would have been a different kettle of cod. Uh, if it had been, if we'd had to sing the Human League and oh, Gary no, Newman, that would be good. Yeah, and you know stuff like that that I was into, Depeche Mode. Yeah, great. I would have been head yeah. chorister. But as it was, it was just there is a green field far away with that. No, it's a green hill, isn't it? So I'm I'm rubbish. I can't even get the lyrics right. <laughs> was it at Westminster? Did Jacob Rees-Mogg really go to the same school as you, or did you go? You know. Yeah, well, I went to... So my parents sent me to Westminster School for Arrogant Young Men, uh, <laughs> an expensive school in the centre of London. We used to go for prayers at Westminster Abbey every day. And uh, they, you know, bankrupted themselves in the process. So I had to, for some reason, go and spend a term at Westminster Under School, which was like the prep, prep school. school before you go to the big school. At Westminster Under School was Jacob Rees-Mogg in my year, I think. I mean, I've got no memory of him whatsoever. Oh, I just you don't? know that okay. he No, no. I know that he was there. To be honest with you, he would have been indistinct he would have been indistinguishable from the rest of them because more or less everyone there was like Jacob Rees-Mogg. It was like they were all <laughs> hello and I got teased. <laughs> you know, I'm I feel as if I'm quite well spoken and um, yeah. upper upper middle class, yeah, but yeah. I was teased there for being not sufficiently posh. Really? And, yeah. And I was also lampooned because I couldn't, I, I hadn't lived in London properly before. You know, I'd always been out in the countryside. I had to be shown how to use the tube by some of the Lord Snootyish boys there. Oh, no. Who laughed at me in the process and thought that I was a silly bumpkin. But, um, some of them were nice. Did you? <laughs> That's the end of that boring story. <laughs> did you? Um, did you change the way you spoke when you were there? Did you make a conscious effort to, or did you stay solidly, Adam? I don't think I changed. The only time 
I think I ever changed the way I spoke consciously was later on when I wanted to disguise my plummy voice. I got embarrassed by my voice when I, um, my accent rather, when I left school and got a job for the first time and I got a job in a restaurant and so for the first time I was working with people from all kinds of different backgrounds and different countries and I was teased there a little bit by people for for having a plum in my mouth and so then I think I started to get self-conscious and uh, that was around the time that I used to sort of talk a little bit like this. If I was on my own, <laughs> if I got into a black cab, for example, I'd start talking like this, you know, and if the cabbie started chatting with me and saying, oh, what have you been up to tonight? I kind of talk like this, you know, thinking, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll probably blend in a little bit better. And actually it ended up being the voice I used to impersonate David Bowie. <laughs> so, <laughs> in my mind, I was like, you know, I was sort of thinking, well, I'll just talk like David Bowie and then I'll fit in. Everyone, you know, everyone likes David Bowie. So maybe this is how I speak. And I sort of wandered around London thinking, yeah, this is me. This is what I talk like, you know. Years before Damon Albarn and his ilk, got into um, the whole Mockney adventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, was a, I was a Mockney pioneer. <laughs> With your Bowie obsession, yes. can you please just talk us through your impression of him? Well, I think my impression of Bowie, because, of course, you know, he had so many phases and he adjusted himself and adapted himself as he went through his career. Yeah. And I think he started off, so he's a suburban boy out in Bromley. You know, his family was fairly middle class, but I think he kind of talked a little bit like that, basically, out in Bromley. So a bit a bit cockney, but not too much. But then <laughs> later on, he gets very into Anthony Newley, who was this um, big 60s entertainer guy. Yeah. And Anthony Newley was a lot, he was a lot more sort of geezerish, I think. Mm-hmm. And so David kind of morphed into him a little bit. So he's got a nice softness to his voice and also he's quite sibilant with his S's. Um, and not only that, though, they sometimes sounds is a little bit like Zed's. <laughs> and Zed, everything in the Bowieverse was Zed-shaped, hence Ziggy's Stardust. <laughs> Um, and then, and then he got a bit more Brian Ferry-ish, I think, in the early eighties, around the Let's Dance period, and he looked very beautiful, bleached hair, and uh, around that time, everything got a little bit more soft and um, a little bit more well-spoken and uh, sophisticated, I think. But then later on, he went full geezer and he was like, "Hello, mate, where do you want to go? I don't know. I'm not driving south. No, sorry about that." <laughs> And it was much, and, and you know, lots of kind of <laughs> laughing with the lads and being a bit more of a bloke with Tin Machine and that kind of thing. That's incredible. That's a brilliant potted history of David Bowie's voice. That's amazing. It's not. It's not. Other people do much more accurate ones, but that's that's how he is in my mind. I love it. I absolutely love it. Adam, I want to ask you if you had ended up meeting Bowie because I know that you almost did, but Gervais. Uh, yeah, he swooped. You, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Swooped um, in. What 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 would you have asked him? I was massively cock blocked by Gervais. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, I think they were probably a better fit because I think Gervais is probably a lot like Bowie was in, in so many ways, you know. 
I think that I don't know. I th- I think he would have been a bit suspicious of someone like me, maybe because I because I overthink things and I read too much into things. So I would have definitely embarrassed myself and been too much <laughs> of a fanboy. On the other hand, I was into all that kind of art school stuff that he was into, and um, definitely a lot of the you know he, he we had the same musical taste. I think. Uh, all yeah. the stuff that I ever remember him talking about, I got into or I was already into when he was into it. Uh, what would I have asked him? I don't know. God. Uh, it's weird, isn't it? Because I really do love the guy. But I just never even considered for a second that we'd be... F- that. Well, I did consider that we'd be friends. I just sort of you took it for granted. Friends, that should be friends, man. It should have happened. I mean, he, 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 did, he did know about us. He used to watch our TV show. He used to watch the Adam and Joe show, oh. which I heard from this guy called Dara O'Carney, an Irish marathon runner and poker champion. That's oh. so random. <laughs> <laughs> random. Who was... Uh, who got to be friends with Bowie and got to be an online pen pal with him in wow. the last okay. decade of his life. And after Bowie died, I, I saw Dara O'Carney tweeting um, about Bowie and talking about their pen pal relationship. Mm-hmm. And I got in touch with him and, and I, I spoke to Dara on a podcast I did after Bowie's death in 2016. And Dara said that they used to talk all the time about art and books and swap recommendations for stuff that they were into. And I guess that that would have been my relationship as well. That's the kind of um, relationship I have with most of my close friends is just talking about like, what have you been watching and what are you listening to and that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. But anyway, Dara said to me that one of the things that Bowie said he enjoyed watching was the Adam and Joe show. And he particularly liked... You? Um, no, he liked my dad. Because <laughs> uh, my dad, Nigel Buxton, um, used to be in our TV show and, yeah. uh, as bad dad and we'd send him off to festivals and uh, things like that when he was in his 70s. And he was quite an old, grumpy, conservative, my dad, you know. And he really didn't like a lot of the stuff that I was into, including Bowie. I don't think he got the point of Bowie, really. He just thought it was all rubbish, modern pop culture, you know. I think Bowie liked that, you know. He thought it was funny to see someone debunking popular culture (laughs) in that way. John Peel also used to like my dad's rants about (laughs) pop culture as well. John Peel, uh, my my auntie... um... Got an STD from John Peel. That's my John Peel story. (laughs) Yeah, because he was a massive shagger, wasn't he, back in the day? Oh, you to say that. She was, <laughs> oh she God. was, I didn't know how to put it, so I just said it. Yeah. Oh, excellent. she was prolific. Oh, so well, was he. Stay in the, uh, in the <laughs> yeah, of course it will. She doesn't really know what a podcast is. It's fine. Um, <laughs> do you think that your voice, do you think it reflects who you are inside? Hmm. Whoa. That is a deep question. I mean, I'd like to think so. I don't mind it. I think I like the sound of my own voice. (laughs) I mean, I would have to, wouldn't I, to do a podcast, to wang on about myself to the extent that I do. I mean, I hope it sort of reflects who I am inside. Although the the thing about my accent is that it is a bit fluid. And uh, I spent a long time in the 90s 
pretending to be an American as a DJ in a theme restaurant called the Rock Island Diner in uh, in central London, right in the Trocadero. <laughs> oh, next I to the, uh, that. Next to the Rock Circus. <laughs> And so it was a 50s theme restaurant and they would play a lot of rock and roll and the waiters and waitresses were all on roller skates. And one day, one of the DJs, they were all American, real American DJs, uh, but one of them was ill one day. And I stepped in and filled in and I did my best impression of an American DJ, which was sort of passable. Please may we hear it. Not great. Oh, it was it was fairly embarrassing. It was like, hey, uh, I'm trying to get in the zone. Um, uh, Rock Island Radio, WRID. I'm Cowboy Craig. And I'm going to play. Don't forget, we got T-shirts and pin badges on sale right here. So come and get them. Mm, let's get some right now with Elvis Presley. This is Hound Dog. Very good. Very good. So it would be like that. And then every now and again, I would uh, get the dinettes, as they were known, the serving staff, to climb up on the tables and start grooving. And yes, it was good fun. But anyway, basically, I think the accent stuck with me, and people used to say to me, "Oh, are you? Where are you from then? Because you're you sound like you're kind of you've got this weird transatlantic accent, and it's also mixed in." A little bit with Louis Theroux's voice, a kind of Westminster drawl, mm-hmm. I think. Me and Joe and Louis all have a similar delivery. I love it. Stuck in your ears. Oh, hi, guys. Just me again with a public service announcement. You know how you've got stars in your ears? Well, do you want some in your eyes? Then come and see us on tour! Join me, multi-award-winning star of Spitting Image, Jess Robinson, for an evening of musical comedy and festive fun. Expect magical mashups, fabulous original songs and a belly full of laughs as your angelic host, that's me again, and my sparkling live band, if they've washed, transport you on a sleigh ride through a winter wonderland of dazzling divas and stars of the silver screen, serving up a feast of famous voices from Gaga to Garland. It'll be anything but a silent night. I'm quite proud of that one. The 12 Days of Jessmas, coming to a town near you this festive season. Go to jessrobinson.co.uk for details. Stuck in your ears. On the first day of Jessmas, my true love gave to me. True love gave to me Bassie's favourite song Goldfinger Alan Partridge in a pear tree Ah oh. the day of Christmas my true love gave to me Anne Robinson So, which band member got so drunk last night he actually did a poo in his pants? Bassie's favourite song Seasons greetings, if there are any seasons left. Anne Robinson, so Bassie's favourite song. Goldfinger, Alan Partridge in a pear tree. Ah, the fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Catherine Jenkins, Greta Thunberg's card. 
Schmidt and Robinson show Bassie's favourite song. Got a very soggy bottom. Catherine Jenkins, Greta Thunberg's card, Climate and Robinson show. Bassie's favourite song. Smells of my vagina. Lily Allen swearing. Wanker. Mary Berry baking. I don't understand it. Catherine Jenkins. Greta Thunberg's card. Climate and Robinson. Show. Bathy's favourite song. I'm not 30, I'm 33 now. I wrote my album called 30 because it was about when I was 30, but I'm 33 now. <laughs> what am I like? Gwyneth Paltrow's candle. Vagina. Lily Allen swearing. One car. Mary Berry baking. So soggy. Catherine Jenkins. Greta Thunberg's card. Climate and Robinson. So Bassie's favourite song. Everybody, Merry Christmas! Dell turning 30. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow's candle. Vagina. Lily Allen swearing. One car. Mary Berry baking. Did I sit in something? Catherine Jenkins. Greta Thunberg's card. Climate and Robinson. So, Bassie's favourite song. Vagina. Lily Allen swearing. Fuck off. Mary Berry baking. I can't have. Catherine Jenkins. Greta Thunberg's card. Climate and Robinson. Show. Bassie's favourite song. Ghosting Alan Partridge in a pear tree. Oh, oh. On the 12th day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Liza Minnelli. Oh boy. Come to the Vagina. Lily Allen swearing. What a twat. Mary Berry baking. I've wet myself. Catherine Jenkins. Greta Thunberg's card. Climate and Robinson. Show. Bassie's favourite song. Goldfinger. Oh, Alan Partridge in a pear tree. Oh, oh. It's Jess's impression session.
It's now time, our impressions session. So our listeners have been quite excited about you coming on, Adam, and um, they've sent in some of their impressions for you. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, I've chosen a few of them and I've put them together in a nice little sound gallery. So, Adam, it's time to sit back, relax, and try not to feel too violated as our weird and wonderful listeners... <laughs> Some of them are really weird. Uh, put some stars into your ears. Okay. Hello there, Warwick Davis here. Hoping you have a great Christmas. I hope your choice in Christmas film is Star Wars: Return of the Jedi or Willow, because I'm in it. That's good. good. Hello, everyone. It's Theatre's own Father Christmas, uh, Ian McKellen speaking. Uh, I wish you a merry Christmas and a wonderful new year. Uh, hello, yes, I've uh, got uh, Dr. Ian Malcolm, a.k.a. Jeff Goldblum here, and wishing you a many happy returns in this uh, festive season, uh, full of food, fun, uh, laughter, yes, yes, uh, of course, uh, laughter is the, the best medicine, but it, it, it heals the soul uh, uh, like the moon. Hello, you beautiful people, Chris Hemsworth here, hope you're having a far out time, I'm celebrating this year by doing a thousand ebb crunches an hour, hope you do the same. Oh, hello, possums, it's me, Dame Edna Everidge. Now, I bet you thought I was dead. Well, to be quite honest with you, I thought I was too. But here we bloody well are. Hi, Jess, this is Michelle. And yes, I can do impressions. Both of people, redundant people, uh, as well as, as animals as well. Here's a selection. Prince Charles. Oh, well, the state of the economy is such after this COVID outbreak that we all must just get on with it and live with it. <laughs> it's Margaret Thatcher. Um, so, we've got Miss Piggy. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, right That's classic Piggy. Stop. Um... to Thomas Mitchells, Luke Roberts and Michelle Frost. <laughs> so one of those people was doing three different voices, were they? Thomas like, oh. did Jeff Goldblum, Warwick Davis, uh, Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> and um, Sir Ian McKellen, was it? Yeah. They oh, were good, okay. right? He started with his strongest one. Warwick <laughs> Davis was very good. Yeah. yeah. Ian McKellen was not very good. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum was very bad and then got quite good towards the end. Yeah. Like he started getting really into it. I mean, I'm saying this in a very cavalier way. It's hard to do impressions and I couldn't do anything as accurate as that. Chris Hemsworth just sounded like sort of generic Aussie. Don't know. <laughs> it was just like, oh, mate, I'm Australian. I'm Chris Hemsworth. I've got a Barbie. Ah, let's go surfing. I'm from Australia, mate. Uh, no, then there was Luke Roberts as Dame Edna. That, I thought everyone wow. was doing terrible. <laughs> and, um, Again, Dame Edna was was just the 
shrill female version of Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> yeah. I'm Australian. I'm, I'm talking like this. I'm from Australia. And I've got a shrimp on the barbie. And I'm Dame that Everidge. I'm Damien Every from Australia. I'm a woman. I'm a man dressed as a woman. There's nothing. Yeah, I, I applaud those people for, for sending those in. That's yes, let's give them a round yeah, of applause. Well done. Thank you. Oh, so entertaining. I can't cope. It's Jess's Impressions Lessons. Adam, it's time for your impressions lesson now. Oh, yeah, um, okay. She is to me, I think, what Bowie is to you. Uh, it's Kate Bush. She's amazing. I, Do you I, love she Kate is my, Bush? She is at the very top of my dream podcast guest <gasps> list. Oh. And uh, every year I reach out to Kate via her people yeah. and never hear anything back. Oh. So... Uh, I love Kate. She's got a really massive, massive vocal range. Yeah. So to begin with, Adam, could we please hear your lowest note? Oh. oh. Lovely. And your highest note? Oh. <laughs> it's lovely. You can join my Beautiful. little boy's choir if you like. <laughs> now, with the word wow, could you please mm. start on your highest note and slide all the way down to your lowest note and then back up again? So basically, she's in the room now. Um, <laughs> when she's low, when she's down there, she's almost like a contralto, and it sort of goes quite operary. So could you could you have a go at, at doing that one more time and doing it in a sort of slightly operatic way when you hit the uh, the lower notes? Uh huh. Oh, yeah, very good. See, makes a big difference. And when she's high, she's got this really, obviously, really sort of girly, almost baby, baby sort of tone to it. And mm -hmm. I think Kate uh, isn't that far away from Britney. If you take Britney, uh, I think I did it again, and you put it up the octave uh, and make it Brit British, you get, I think I did it again. So, would you like to have a little go at doing, first of all, a little bit of Britney? I think I did it again. Oh, man. She's got that um, <laughs> supposedly sexy delivery, which is not in any way sexy. Think of the television. As far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I think I did it again. Yeah, I love it. It was a bit Bowie, nice. Bowie, actually. Yeah, well, you get into that. <laughs> Area and it suddenly starts sounding like David. Even though he very seldom sang like that, really. Now, can you do it as high as you can with the baby voice, but sort of Britishy? I think I did it again. Lovely. If we put some reverb on that in post, it will basically be Kate. I think I did it again. <laughs> and now can you do it with a really pouty mouth because Kate has got these wonderful big lips. I think I did it again. I think I think I did it again. Oh. <laughs> I love it. So I come from, I don't know if you could even have surmised this from the way that I am, but I come from quite a judgy family. Yeah. And uh, my mum... <laughs> 
the first time uh, I brought a Kate Bush CD home from my auntie, my mum went, oh, yeah, Kate Bush, now look at her mouth and tell me what sort of speech impediment you think she has. (laughs) (laughs) I looked at those beautiful pouty lips and I guessed it correctly with her slightly weak R. So can we have a little go at the... uh, Rolling the ball with a run. Rolling the ball. Very good. Rolling the ball. That's it. Wuthering Heights. Wuthering Heights. Yes. Uh, now I'm just going to put what? this in the chat. Hold Wuthering. on a minute. Wuthering. Oh, so that's the that's going it. down and going high. Wuthering Heights. Oh blimey! I can't get that high though. <laughs> can you do it? Can you do it with this song I've just put into the the chat for you with your best Kate Bush? We wish you a merry Christmas. We wish you a merry Christmas. We wish you a merry Christmas and a happy new year. <laughs> I think Adam. Oh, round of applause for Kate very Bush there. Good. Do you know what, Adam? I reckon if you just sent that to Kate along with please will you come on my podcast no, no time. I reckon you'd, you'd get her for sure it's time for our fantasy duet duet Adam Kate your Kate was just wonderful um, would you please join us uh, as Kate in a Christmas carol medley to finish off the show. Sure, uh, Adam. Who would you like me to be in this neck in this uh, in this medley? Who do you fancy? Mm, I mean, you were talking about sexy music earlier on. How about Cardi B? Okay, Ooh. I'll do it. <laughs> and uh, who would you like the band to imitate? Hanson, Boyzone. <laughs> Uh, no, I think I would prefer something from my wheelhouse mm. from the 80s. How about the police? Ooh, oh, lovely. Sure. I believe Kitsch has a very good sting up his sleeve. Yeah. We'll yeah. see about that. The Harley and the Ivy, when they are of all the trees in the wild wood, the holly bears have crawled. The rising of the sun, the running of the deer, the playing of the merry organ, sweet singing in the choir. I I promise you, this is what it sounds like. Oh, come, they told me, for rubber bum come. Bob freak to see freak, perumba bum bum. Her finest gifts we bring, perumba bum bum. In my bum, to lay before the king, perumba bum bum, rumba bum bum, rumba bum bum, bitch. And she ain't no virgin. God rest
Adam, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so, so much for coming on Stars in Their Ears. In your ears. Oh, I've got to get it right. <laughs> Adam, thanks so much for coming on Stars in Your Ears. You've been a really wonderful guest. We've loved it, haven't we, boys? Certainly have. So, uh, what, are you going to just stay around the shopping centre now? What's your plan? Are you going to do some last-minute shopping? Uh, there's a lovely Christmas shop back there with very lax security. Yeah. No, I think, um, well, I've got to work on the uh, Christmas podcast with Joe. I've got to go and uh, see if I can convince him to tell a story that's even more boring and long drawn out than his Tom Cruise doodle story. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, I've got some presents to deliver. <laughs> oh, good one, Adam. Yeah, I, I wasn't joking. I am actually Santa. <laughs> Bye! Um, did Adam Buxton just fly off in a sleigh? Yeah. Is there anything he can't do? No. He's amazing! He's amazing. So good. Merry Christmas, boys. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas, Jess. Jess. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas everyone. everyone! There's only one more thing I want this Christmas. What's that? for everyone to subscribe, share and leave us a five-star review and then check back in January for our star-studied series three. Oh, I'm sure they will, Michael. Yeah, they totally will. Definitely. It's a Christmas miracle. Stars in your ears. Hello, dear listeners. Jess here. Did you know that the boys and I have an album out? You didn't? Well, quick! Pop to jessrobinson.bandcamp.com where you can download our songs or, if you're my mum, buy them on a CD. Are You Ready? The album. Out now, only on Bandcamp. <laughs> 